at it like, all right, I just love the music. I don't care who wrote it. I don't care how many people helped them. Or I'm like really into the lyricism and the pen game. Like I can't respect For every little Kim and Foxy. You had an Eve, and you had a gangsta boo. Troy, mm. you have to love the man. So how do you feel about it? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Yuri. Appreciate you. All right, Troy. Shout out to the Herbal Tea Podcast in the building. Earth Tone. Hey, hey. What's that name, people? Be on Verse TV. Yo, what's going on? It's your man, Herb Tone. And it's your man, PZP. And we are the hosts of the Herbal Tea Podcast. Podcast. Hey, y'all tuned in to Verse TV, man. Verse TV, let's get it. Make sure y'all rate and subscribe, and don't forget to comment, man. Check us out. Check us out all day and tomorrow. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Shrubby's Music, and if you hear my voice, you know what that means. It's time for the Almost Talk Show. Woo, woo, woo. It's about to go down. It's our YouTube show. We do each and every week, and this week, we got the Herbal Tea Podcast in the building. Outside of myself and your girl, Yuri, we got her turn, and we got PCR. So, we're going to get things right to the point, right to it, with Yuri, with the homos, their time. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with the homos, bed time. Um, how does never go to bed mad manifest for you in your relationships? If ever, at what point into a relationship might that logic um reasonable if ever? Okay, so for me, I um I don't believe in going to bed uh, mad. You don't know if that person's gonna wake up the next morning, um, and you don't want that on your conscience if they die. You don't want to go to sleep with that in your heart um, because it's going to just manifest more evil and negative thoughts in your sleep. And you're going to wake up contemplating even stuff that you already forgiven your partner about or whatever. Like, And by the way, <laughs> that's from last week, <laughs> you know. So, no, I don't think I don't think so. I think you should go to bed, you know, at peace with a um, sound mind and all that great stuff. Um, so I think it's important at all times to, you know, not close your eyes in a negative way, whether it's, you know, fear or whatever. I don't think you should close your eyes and sleep. If it's nothing positive, don't sleep on it. Don't. And I don't care if you sleepy because if you sleepy and you die tomorrow... <laughs>
to have to deal with to unstop everything else. So I do agree with, um, I agree, I agree with you, um, I don't care if you tired. My thing is like, if if I came from work and it's on my heart and I can't sleep, yeah, we're going to talk about it. But if you're already sweet and it's something I feel like we're going to talk about tomorrow, we will. But we, I'm not going to sit here and talk like PZ. I'm going to tell you about the situation he's been in when he did it for hours. Talked about the hours. But still, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to let him talk. PZ, can you tell us about the situation about you, you were in where you had, that you, you know, was in a situation you had a conversation with like this and what happened? Hey, y'all. Um, I think that, uh, yes, I was in a relationship and that is something that my ex used to believe in a lot. And honestly, the way I felt about it then, and I think it hasn't changed, that might just be a lack of growth or whatever. But if I die while I'm talking to you, what's the difference? (laughs) Because I didn't go to bed. And sleep, in my opinion, you need it because if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to die early anyway. So, that said, um, while it's nice to think that if um, you, you talk about your feelings, and I'm all about that, even if it does get a little late, but I think some things you you need a little bit of time to clear your mind. You, and sleep is kind of like an equalizer in that sense. It kind of helps you wash stuff down a little bit. And relationships end for a whole lot of reasons. It can't be attributed. The relationship didn't end because we didn't talk about enough things before we went to sleep. So I think it's, it's bigger than that. You know, in my in my sense. So while sometimes, yeah, we should talk about things just for the sake of the relationship. I think sometimes it might be a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of have to just let things work themselves out and 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 hope for the best because whatever's going to happen is going to happen regardless. That's my thing. I disagree. He, he, you need, you do not need, I, I don't care if you die while I'm talking to you. We need to have a pre-game. We need to have a pre-game discussion before okay. you sleep. Okay, if I cheated on you, we need to talk about it or whatever. So at least it's lighter on your heart and we didn't kind of put it in the air. Then if you want to do a full shabam tomorrow, that's fine. But it needs to be spoken upon, not sitting and stirring in your in, in your spirit. No. If you cheated on me, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole no, this will be a, this will be thirty two, forty eight, sixty four hours of talking. Because, you know I'm gonna argue about that until the cows come home. Especially if you cheated on me. So I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can start it with a simple question just to get it. Why did you do it? And then just for that answer or, you know, what were you thinking? And then just let it be that one question. Don't go to arguing or whatever. Just And you just think about that question, that answer overnight while you sleep. Because it's not necessarily negative, but it's like, Okay, so they said that they feel like I don't love them. Okay, the way I used to. Okay, let let me think about like that's better than oh I'm going you cheated on me. Like that's at least you're not thinking like that. At this point, you're like trying to dissect what they're saying. 
instead of being angry. Wow, y'all, y'all take it to the, the extreme. It could, I mean, it could be something as light as, look, you ate the last corner of the peach cobbler that we brought home from the family get-together, and you know I was saving that shit, and I wanted to eat it, and you went ahead and ate that shit, and I'm a fan, I'm a stew, and I'm going to go to sleep mad, and I don't give a fuck what you think about it, because you're going to get this solid treatment. Like, sometimes you need a cool look. It could be something simple as that, you know what I'm saying? Like, saying, okay, we can't go to bed mad. I don't think that's, I mean, that would be great if you didn't do that, but, like, realistically, chances are y'all going to be going to bed angry quite a few nights, and it is what it is. Like, that's kind of part of a relationship. Like, you can't, I mean, that could be one of the things you shoot for, but is it necessarily going to happen in reality? Not really. But I think it's two different things to, like, go to sleep angry and then have an issue and not talk about it. Like, you should definitely always communicate an issue with your partner. Absolutely. Like, that should be the first thing you do. Like, that's kind of one of the worst things you can do. And I actually, I'm, I'm a guilty of that myself. Like, not talking about issues and being up front, especially the moment things happen. Like, at least it's just talk about it and get it out in the air. If you want to go back into your corners after that, then fine. But you definitely need to talk about it and get the, you know, like you said, get the get the juices going so you can start thinking about it and kind of, because you got to think about it in order to resolve it and, you know, get through it. So you definitely need to talk about it. But sometimes you need to go to bed angry and cool off and, you know, let it let it breathe a little bit. Maybe, you know, you need to go sleep his ass on the couch and you sleeping in the bed. Like, you know what I mean? Y'all need to cool off for a little bit and come back in the morning. But I don't think it's as drastic as, like, some people might make it seem, like, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think you're right about that. Uh, ultimately, I think it definitely has its, you know, everybody, there's it, it, levels to it. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to let know that, you know, communication is key in any relationship, whether it's a romantic, platonic, with you and God, or Allah, whoever it may be. Communication is key, no matter what it is. So, with that being said, you're going to read the question one more time. If those of you listening want to be a part of it, please comment, like, subscribe, and we're going to get back to you. Hey. Okay. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Okay. Um, for everybody that's tuning in, um, the question was, how does never go to bed mad manifest for you in your relationship, if ever? And at what point into a relationship might that logic reasonable, if ever? So, um, you all just tuning in. If you have any questions, you have anybody that you agree with on here, um, most definitely it should be peasy. You should not agree with peasy. But um, if y'all do agree... Go ahead and, um, you know, let us know who you agree with or your own personal stories, whatever. We like to hear it. Um, so, um, I guess we're going to go ahead and move on over to Troy with the homos female rappers. Oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're now tuning into the homos female rappers. So, let's mm. Well, female rappers, why don't people often say that a male rapper wrote their stuff? You know, Cam? Say bigger older stuff, things like that, you know? Why does popular rap music currently seem to just be a heterosexual male dominated genre? Is it because rap seems gritty and our heterosexual dominated society wants women to be clean for their man? And after you, you know, dab into that, I also want to know if the if, if the Q rap society is more loving of all rappers. I think you know, 
definitely it's important to understand that there is a difference um, in, in, in both hip-hop societies and rap societies. Um, so let's start with, uh, I'm going to say with me, um, I, I do believe that females would be comfortable with a male writing it in a sense because when you don't know yourself for who you are and you're trying to, you have a good, like, if you're an artist and you have a good knack, you got a good look, you got all of that stuff, but you're still trying to find yourself and who you are, you, you're going to be comfortable with somebody else writing something because you just want a hot track. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, not all female rappers have people write this stuff. A lot of them write their own stuff now. But, you know, I feel like it's part of the transition that if you're going to get in the industry, either you write your own stuff or you're dope enough to be able to rap something somebody wrote. And nine times out of ten, because most of the rappers are men, they're the ones writing music. So, that makes sense. Um, but it is a male-dominated industry because, one, you know, the industry is ran by men. So, you know, how are you going to have a... It, it would seem like, you know, it's when my men, you want to have a lot of industry running around with their titties out. But, of course, men are smart about business, and business is important, so they're going to put business first before they Johnson, thank God. Um, so, uh, uh, the industry is dominated by men. The rappers themselves are mostly men, so of course it's going to show that. But I don't think it's that they want one to be clean. I just think that it takes a strong woman to be you. And I think, like Cardi B's doing now, breaking through being who the hell she is and whatever the hell she wants, being authentically herself, I think that that is what is changing the game. And I think that by being more accepting in the world, just in general, not just mainstream, but in the LGBTQ community, like in, in the Q rap era, like she's really accepted across the whole, the whole board. And I think that that is what's changing to make improvement in the world today for the future. So, um, even if it's written by man or by themselves, I think that at the end of the day, when you know who you are as an artist, you want to write your own stuff. So I just think that's part of the process. Um, we're going to go to uh, Miss Yuri as a we got ladies first. Uh, Martha, Martha Yuri, can you talk to us? Mm-hmm. Ladies first, ladies first. <laughs> oh, ladies first. Um, as far as female rappers not getting... Um, that credit when they write their own stuff and uh, people assuming that men wrote it. I think it comes from, um, you know, it being a male-dominated sport, for one. Um, And, you know, the thought that a woman isn't strong. So if you hear a rap and it's so solid, most of the time you think somebody wrote it for her. Um, The only time it seems like people respect the woman for her writing talents as if she have a certain image like like a Lauren Hill type of girl or a Jill Scott type of girl. Um, if you come off a little easy or fun, um, it's not possible. Like I believe Erica Badu or, you know, Jill Scott or someone of that nature, Lauren Hill, before I believe Nicki Minaj or Cardi B wrote their own stuff, you know, because if they if they talked about something that had that was real, um, most people wouldn't believe it or whatever. Because um, I think it's just coming from. I think it comes from a more feminine aspect that you know, like the only way you can be feminine is you have to be woke, and if you're not woke, you're not that intelligent. I I feel like it's how. The artistic community isn't going to respect the girl who's got her ass out and she say that she didn't, she got bars or that she's, you know, speaking something deep. So, 
I think that's where it comes from. Like, even in the gay community, um, a lot of gay rappers that I've listened to, um, people wouldn't respect them um, if they weren't putting on this front for Instagram and things, even though I know them in their personal life. They have. <laughs> so, I think it's just a whole feminine thing. And anything has always been this way? Don't like most pop rap, pop rap people just use ghostwriters anyway? Um, I don't think it was always this way, but it became a way that made it easy for people to break into the industry. Uh, as long as you had to look, somebody else give you, you know, the words to speak, then you could be a hit. I think, um, you know, once they saw that, um, I forgot the name, Billy Manelli or what, whoever their names was, like people like that, or like girls who couldn't really sing but had a look or whatever that could, you know, no, I don't want to say that because I know a lot of people going to hate me for that. But no shade, I, I love Janet, but Janet is not the best singer, but she can evoke some emotion. And all you got to do is get somebody to write her some dope shit and you was going to love her. She got a look and she can evoke emotion. It ain't got to be her emotion, but she know how to act. You know, she know how to put on a show, so she's going to sell. Like Sierra, well, Sierra ain't perfected it yet. You know, she don't know how to do it quite to perfection yet. But like Sierra, she can, she's not the best singer, but she know how to put on a show, though. Listen, they don't come with my friend like that. I'm going to move right along from you. So we all know she's no beyond. I'm not going to let you come for my sister like that. Because in high school, she got a little, but all the extra stuff, she is, if she's standing there alone, she, she can sing. It's just that she ain't one of those somebody standing here and ball time kind of sing. But we ain't talking about that right now. First time we can go to you, female rappers, what do you think when it comes to writing their own stuff? Those writers, rappers, stuff has always been this way. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think that's kind of like one of the early narratives that was pushed. Like, you you know, you named the, the Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown. Like, those were the two biggest names around, like, the 90s when hip-hop kind of exploded. And it was known that they had, like, you know, men behind them writing their music. But it was other female artists out around that time that was writing their own shit, that was doing their thing. Um, but like you said, that's kind of the narrative. That's the most popular thing that everybody knows, so they automatically assume they see another girl, especially if she comes out and she kind of models herself after, like, a little Kim or Bossy Brown, like Nicki Minaj. Like, people were saying she ain't write her raps for a while. You know what I mean? Like, they always put that on a new, hot female artist. Like, now you got Meg Thee Stallion. Like, the way she rapping now, her, her, uh, her look, her image and everything, like, she raps, raps, but people kind of, you know, wondering, all right, do she write her rhymes or whatever, whatever. Like, whenever a girl is nice, they're always going to assume that. But I think you're going to just look for whatever you into. Like, how the whole thing about Drake came out when he was supposedly getting ghostwriters or people to help with him, people still didn't care because they just love his music. So you had your people that are looking at it like, all right, I just love the music. I don't care who wrote it. I don't care how many people helped him. Or I'm, like, really into the lyricism and the pen game. Like, I can't respect him because he don't write it. So you're going to look at it at either angle, and you're going to take from what you is. But I don't think the artists really, I mean, I think they care, but for the most part, they're going to do what they do. Like, if you get help making music, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you write your own shit, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it's just part of the process to keep it up. Like I said, part of the process how it goes. Like, either, either way, yeah. it's just what you choose as yourself. Either you want to stand by what you're saying or you don't care. You know, and who's writing to make it happen. But um, why do you think pop female rappers have to sell sex? Because that's what they do. Because that's what they do. Like, 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 that's what
that's, I mean, that's just life. That's what sells. That's America. That, I mean, you know, sex sells in anything, whether you are male, female, like, even, like, gay artists, they tell you to take your shirt off more. Like, boys want to see that. Like, it's just a, a natural nature of life. You know what I mean? Sex does sell. Around it. And they kind of, they all, they looking for the biggest bucks. They looking for the quickest marketing idea. What can we do as quick as we can to shoot this artist to the top? Give him a sexy look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I, I completely agree. I feel like pop is popular, and so if you want to be popular, you have to have something that's going to relate to everybody. Everybody relates to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, especially if you got a song that's just mm, bop, bop, mm, bop, 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 you need to sell something because it's not your lyrics. Or, for me, have to males 
you should not think, you should not limit their, you know, their TV image with whoever you think they are. It's just, you know, you have to separate for yourself. Nicki Minaj is a smart businesswoman, even if she does she does shed her skin to sell some of her records. But she's a smart businesswoman because you can see all of her business endeavors and how much she's worth. No dummy is going to be worth $100 million. Don't you know that from coast to coast where there's dope, there's hope, where there's dope, there's hope. Shush, wait. Excellence. When you hear it, there's no reason to be second guessing it. I want you to check for this. I'm better than I ever been.